Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, with sports betting season in full force with football here, you need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BETUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 1 800 69 BetUS. That is 800 MyBetUS. You receive 125% sign up bonus by using bonus code SST125. That's SST125. They have re-up and referral bonuses. Also, BetUS is known among America's favorite sportsbook for lots of reasons. Bet on team and player props, loads of NFL futures, UFC matches, PGA golf, live betting on most sports. The online casino has hundreds of games. The race books has all the horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable. Follow my lead and get your phone online and sports betting partner with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. Bet U.S. Welcome in, everybody. I am Chris Landry, and this is SEC Football and Beyond. Great to be with you again as we are getting ready for week 10 of college football. I've said this all week. Can you believe that after this weekend, we've only got three weekends left, three full Saturday weekends left of college football. And then it's conference championship weekend. And then, of course, the bowl game. So um, my how it has flown uh, to this point, we're uh, just halfway through the NFL or, or thereabouts. So uh, lots of football left, in, uh, but not a lot in college football. But we've got an interesting weekend. We're going to break down all the games this weekend uh, in the SEC. Auburn, A&M, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State, Arkansas, LSU, Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, Missouri, Georgia. Uh, Liberty, Euphrates going back to Oxford uh, against Ole Miss and Vanderbilt with a bye. Latest on the LSU coaching search got, uh, search got some questions regarding coaches uh, about Mark Stoops and Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze. Speaking of it, and uh, even got an Arch Manning question that was sent in. So we're going to get to that. Speaking of questions, very simple. You want to take part in the show, we encourage you to do so. Uh, join us live in the chat room. How do you do that? Very simple. Go to uh, LandryFootball.com. That's the hub center to find everything, LandryFootball.com. Click on Follow Chris on Twitch, and that will take you to the channel. 
You can join us in the chat room, sign up. Very simple, very easy. Uh, a lot of fun to have you involved with your questions on this show and all the shows. Uh, if you're listening to this in podcast form, you already know how to catch it as a podcast. If you're wondering how to do that, again, go to LandryFootball.com. Uh, you will uh, see where to sign up uh, to get this podcast uh uh, to, to get notification for when we go live and, and do a podcast. So check us out uh, over there. Got some um, some good news to tell you about some good friends involved with Bet, uh, QL Daily. We're going to get to them in a little bit. Also a reminder uh, that, as we always like to do, LandryFootball.com. It is the hub center and the housing center of the Landry Football Network. Um. That's where you get all the detailed film room breakdowns of all the games, all the teams, all the inside information with the notebooks. We've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. So take advantage of the football season sale today, and you will will, won't regret it. You will absolutely love it. It's like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine uh, subscription. So appreciate you uh, all joining us. We're going to get to your questions uh, that you bring us uh, in the mailbag section uh, in the latter part of the show. So please uh, send them in and uh, join us, and we'll be glad to do just that. Some news and notes around um, the league, uh, some information. Um, it looks like uh, Anthony Richardson is questionable for Saturday's game against South Carolina with a concussion, so look for – uh, Emory Jones to start. It looks like Cardell Flott, yet another player, not going to be uh, available for LSU this weekend, it looks like. Uh, speaking and checking in on Georgia, George Pickens, no timetable for his return. Um, and I'm sensing that we're going to see a little JT Daniels action today. We'll see um, for Georgia against uh, Missouri this weekend. Uh, it looks like uh, Tennessee sophomore running back Jabari Smarl is feeling a little bit better with a week off leading up to the matchup against Kentucky. Uh, so those are some of the latest news and notes. The Matt Corral watch, he did not practice in the early part of the week. I expect him um, to play against Liberty. Um, how effective, how much they're going to need to run him, not quite sure. But that's the latest there. Um, Want to get into a couple of things. Uh, got a few questions here uh, about the, just an update. Uh, where is Chris? Uh, where is things with the LSU coaching search that you are able to speak about? Um, okay, Mel, I will uh, absolutely address that. Where LSU is 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 pretty much what I said earlier in the week. Uh, they are comfortable with a few guys, uh, two or three guys in particular, that they know wants the job that they'd be comfortable with. Um, but Scott Woodard has still got a couple of people that he wants to take a swing at, see if he can convince to take the job that he maybe thinks is a little bit of a, what I would say, a better hire. Now, depending on whoever they hire, that's going to be their number one and only one. You're going to hear all that. But uh, the way I would describe this is they've got a a nice 
catch of fish, so to speak, that they've got already secured that they're bringing in home, and they're, they're trying to get maybe to land the big one, and, and we'll see how that plays out. That's the latest there. Um, there's It's been pretty quiet in terms of the information that's come out, um, and that's the way it should be. Uh, I have talked to a few of the guys that are the candidates, one in particular that I've talked with that uh, is one of the big fish of which um, I think Scott Wood would like would like to at least speak with. But thus far, he's not shown any real interest in moving from where he is. Uh, and then uh, there's two or three others that I know absolutely wants the job, and we'll just see where it plays out from there. We'll keep you up to date on uh, the latest. Uh, <clears throat> also want to address, somebody asked me about Mark Stoops in his future. Do you see him staying at Kentucky? And, um, or do you see him leaving for a bigger job? The situation with Mark is, um, I think he's inclined to stay at Kentucky. He, you never say never and you never know. There's a couple of things. One, He's very comfortable there. He's got a great relationship with his athletic director, Mitch Barnhart. Um, he's kind of developed a, a a home feel to it, um, meaning he likes Lexington. His family likes it. Uh, I'm understanding he's got some kind of business involvement with, a, um, I think, a bourbon company, which would make sense there in Kentucky. and. Um, so I think he's kind of found a home. Now, I've always said, and I said this, timing's everything on all of these coaching searches. And I said a few years ago that if the timing were right, I thought Mark might be interested in the Iowa job. Uh, it's his alma mater. Um, you know, they're not from Iowa. They're the Stoops family's from Youngstown, Ohio. But they're all Iowa guys. They all went to school at Iowa. Um Mark, Mike, Bob, all um, played there. But I don't know that the timing is, first of all, Kurt is not ready to leave at Iowa. It does not appear yet. And I think Mark has kind of found his Iowa at Kentucky. That is a developmental program where there is not the absolute vitriolic feeling if you don't win at all. For example, they've had a really good year. I think if they lose another game and end up nine and three, they'll be disappointed to finish nine and three when it looked like they might go eleven and one. But and there'll be criticism. There'll be some criticism, some silent criticism of Mark as there is of any coach in any market. But there's not the the vitriol or the expectation of let's say what's going on at Florida. I don't get the sense and I don't get the feel that Mark is very interested in that type of job. At least that's not been something he's been interested in in the past. One of the things that Mitch Barnhart made a promise to him when he took the job, and Mark came from Florida State on Jimbo's staff there, was that he'd get time and the resources to develop his program. And he's done that. That is truly his program. Florida State was very interested in bringing Mark back to Florida State. Um, 
that interview didn't go well because Mark, quite frankly, told them that their facilities were not up to stuff and they were not doing what needed to be done to be competitive at that level. And they didn't like that. And, and quite frankly, Mark didn't care because that's what it would have taken. And I don't think he felt like that job relative to the expectations that the infrastructure and the commitment was match their expectation. And so therefore he feels he's got that. I mean, now I'm not saying that at Kentucky that they have the resources that would equal an Alabama or a Florida or, but they also don't have those expectations. So I don't think Mark is going to leave um, unless, and this would be an unless things change at a university. Here's the thing that I think people miss a lot on searches and coaching movements. The, the school is not just a brick and mortar. It's about people. And if you're comfortable with the people that you like, you know, that, that are there, that are your bosses, that you're more inclined to want to stay. If things change, your president, your athletic director, then that's where the ideal situation becomes less than ideal. In fact, it may become not even close to ideal. So things can always change, but that's my thoughts there. I don't see Mark necessarily leaving for that job that wants to, you know, um, has the expectation of you better win, you better win immediately, and you better I, – I don't think he's that type of guy. He wants – certainly thinks in his mind that he can um, compete at Kentucky. He's got a huge buyout. He makes a lot of money. He's got a lot of support. He gets a lot for his staff. They do have money, and they're willing to do it. So, you know, he's not going to get – I mean, he can get more somewhere else. But with that comes, am I going to have to do the job differently than I think should be done? Will I not have the time to support doing things the way that I think they need to be built. And if I'm not going to get that support, I don't want it. So I don't see him leaving at this point. Um, we had a question about um, Hugh Freeze. Why is he not a candidate for more jobs, Gene asks. There's obviously the off-the-field problems. What specifically – we know about the calling of the hookers and the morality issues. It's more about the NCAA issues. There was more to the NCAA violations that I think even came out, at least people in the league office, and by that I mean the SEC office, feel that. And I think that's been a hurdle for him. I know that um, in doing a little work at South Carolina in their recent coaching search, I thought that from a pure football standpoint, Hugh Freeze at a place like that would be kind of a, you know, shake the walls down, do things in a unique way at a place that's not a blue blood program. You might be able to do something a little exciting. Um, they weren't even interested. They didn't even want to go down that path. And I think a lot of it is, I think the league office has, I don't think anybody said you can't hire him, but I think there's kind of a frown upon. Now, 
there are other places he can go coach, and I, I don't not saying that he can't get an SEC job, but it looks to this point he hasn't had it. Hadn't had that opportunity. Um, I do think that the NCAA issues and the problems there have have really uh, have been more of a factor and more of a hindrance in people um, reaching out to him than before. But we'll see. I think there'll be some openings, and and we'll see going forward. Um, question about Lane Kiffin: Do you think Lane Kiffin? would leave Ole Miss for LSU, um, uh, according to Samuel. Uh, yes, he would absolutely take the LSU job if offered. In fact, he has, he has um, worked hard behind the scenes with his agent um, to try to get in that job as best as he can. I don't think that's the direction LSU is going to go, but uh, I don't want to speak for Scott. Um, we'll see. Um, but yes, I think he is, he is someone that would definitely take the job. Um, he's not one of the, the two or three that, uh, I think they'd be comfortable with that would definitely take the job. But, um, again, we shall see on that. Um, also one other news and notes that we're going to get to before the game breakdowns was a question that was sent in about uh, Arch Manning and where he might go. Um, Arch Manning, of course, is the grandson of Archie Manning, the son of Cooper Manning, the nephew of Eli and Peyton Manning. You all know that by now. The class of 2023 of Newman High School and in um, outside of New Orleans. Uh, it has been for a while a feeling um, that it's going to be um, Texas. Um, because of Steve Sarkeesian, how he coaches, the re- the relationship that uh, he's built and the family's built, they like the, – the what are they looking for? From a football standpoint, they're looking for a guy that's a good teacher. And I know Eli and Peyton and, you know, as much as – it's mainly Cooper, his dad, that's dealing with it. But one of the big things that's been impressed upon it is, you know, having the right type of teacher in a coach. Like, for example, one of the things that's, that's probably not known is one of the reasons why Peyton Manning came back for a senior year at Tennessee is because he didn't want to get coached by Bill Parcells. He didn't think Bill Parcells and his style and the Dan Hanning and the, the – that's not the guy he wanted to – Archie wanted his son to get coached by, wanted a different type of guy. And, of course, uh, what won him over is maybe going back and maybe having a, a better opportunity. Um, the The thing that they want is someone that they like as a teacher, and they like Sark. Um I'm told that the SEC stuff doesn't matter now, you know, so it doesn't matter when they coming in the league or not. It's not a factor. They also, he likes Austin and you know, that's a, that's a, a good fit. Now, let me say this. Um, what I have sensed is that it's probably not as strong of a Texas lean 
as it used to be. And I think it's because there's, and, and I think the, I think Arch is going to decide this, well, he's clearly going to decide that it's, I think in the spring before next football season, but there's also a, the season's not going well feeling. And would Texas say in year three, not, not necessarily after next year, but in year three, will they pull the truck on, uh, on Sark like they've done on so many others? And so what the Mannings will have to look at is if things, you know, he's going to have to make that decision without the benefit of knowing, you know, whether Sark's going to make it there or not. Now there's always a possibility of transfer portal. We know that that's a different element that's in, in today's world. So I don't think that is as sound of a, lean at this point as it it once was. Clemson, I think, is still in it, but I think what they do and the changes they make potentially on offense is something that is going to have effect. Right now, they're devoid of that great teacher of the quarterbacks now. Um, I think that probably is something that's going to be important. Um, I think Alabama and Georgia are in the mix as well. so we're just going to have to see. I, you know, for people who've said um, Ole Miss, I don't think there's much of a chance for him going at Ole Miss at all. I think um, I, I, I think that he kind of wants to pave his own path, do his own thing. The other thing to keep in mind, and we don't know where Lane Kiffin is going to be, but the Mannings do not like Lane Kiffin. Um, None of them do. And they're, the Mannings are very, very political, very, very, um, you know, they say all the right things. But um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I know Peyton hates him. I don't think any of them really like him. So I don't think that Ole Miss has a factor. And I don't think it really has anything to do with Lane. But I think because the Lane's there, I think that lessens the chances of him going to Ole Miss. That's my sense. And I don't, if Lane were to leave, I don't think there would be any chance of him going to wherever Lane goes, wherever that would be. Um, that's kind of my best I can give on um, on the Arch Manning discussion. So, um, again, you got any questions, those were sent in. We appreciate it. We're going to get into some of the breakdowns here, the games. Uh, and, again, I see uh, a number of you here have brought in some really good questions in the mailbag segment. We're going to get to them um, as the show goes along. So let's take a look at uh, the key games around the country. And I'm going to start with what could be, and I could make a case that Michigan State-Purdue might end up being the best game that may have the most impact. If it can be as good a game as I think it can be, because of where Michigan State is ranked, that might be the proverbial game of the week, again, depending on how it plays out. Going in, I think Auburn, Texas A&M certainly has all the indicators of being um, the second-best team in the West and tell us a lot. I know there's a lot of – well, Chris, Auburn controls their destiny, and if they win out, um, first of all, they're not winning out. I don't know that they win this game. It's certainly possible that they can. I think that, as I've said on um, 
on Monday's show, Tuesday's uh, SEC sh- uh, football and beyond. Um, I think that Brian Harson to this point has been the coach of the year in the league. I think that out this game and the Alabama game, Mississippi State game, I still think there are two more losses out of those three games. They certainly are going to beat South Carolina on the road. But, no, I don't, I don't think this is a um, – you know, Auburn's not going to run the table and then beat Georgia. That's not going to happen. If they did, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. I think they're improved. I think they're good. But again, as I always say, the overreaction is always comical. Uh, they've done a good job. They played well. They outprepared and they outcoached Ole Miss and they were healthier than Ole Miss last week. It doesn't translate into, well, that means they're going to win this week. I favor AM in this game because they're at home and they're coming off a bye week. And I think that what Auburn was able to do against Ole Miss's defense is going to be tougher to do against this A&M defense. But I do think Auburn's got a chance. I I do think they have a chance. The Ole Miss offense had been one of the best in the nation. Um, And I thought this Auburn defense, as I mentioned on Monday, did a really good job in the red zone, and they held them to their lowest point total. Is A&M going to score enough points? That's the question, and that's Auburn's chances. Can they do a really good job defensively and hold up and and, and against an A&M offense that I don't think is as good as Ole Miss's offense? Now, Ole Miss's offense didn't have their full complement. I get that. But A&M, um, can they run the football? Uh, I think that um, that's a real question mark. I mean, I think that's going to be a challenge. The Auburn's linebackers are playing well, and I think that's going to be a big key. The Auburn offense has been solid all year long. Um, they're kind of like 47th in passing, 37th in rushing. Uh, they did have 483 yards of total offense against the Rebs. Now, again, I don't think it's going to be as easy to do that. I think basically the defenses have the advantage in this game. I think Bo Nix has done a really good job of making plays outside the pocket, making plays in an improvisational sense, throwing the football, and then at times running the football and picking up yards. So Auburn is now um, at four and four in the year. They're, they're, you know, they're wanting to quickly to get bowl eligible. Um, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, that plays out. What did I I, I misspoke there uh, with uh, Auburn's uh, record in the league? Of course, they've got a their record six and two overall. Um, but uh, the overall uh, Mississippi uh, the the Ole Miss game told us a lot in terms of what they're able to do in the red zone against a good offense. If they're able to do that against Texas A&M, they're going to have a real good shot here. But I think which what offense, what quarterback's going to have success? Well, I think Bo Nix is playing better. He's putting up really good numbers. Um, I think that's a real positive there. I think they're working at A&M around Zach Calzada pretty effectively. Um, I think the defenses are both very good, both very strong. Um, we know that A&M – had the big win over Alabama. Um, you know, um, they played since then a couple of weak teams, South Carolina and Missouri. 
I think the offense has been sporadic. Calzada hasn't been all that impressive. You know, I think the key is going to be whether they can run the football. I kind of look at this as, um, you know, both of these teams are clearly a drop-off from Alabama in the West. I think that when you look at it, it's Alabama and everybody else to me. And I know people say, well, A&M beat Alabama. I get it. But but overall, I think there's a drop-off. I think A&M and Auburn are, are maybe closer in, into the number two spot. But I think that A&M's a little bit better. Uh, I don't think either one of these teams are what you would call playoff caliber teams that are playoff worthy if they were to run out. And again, both of these teams. Now, A&M would need another Alabama loss. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't see that as a viable possibility. I see it as a close game, kind of like AM in a close one, though, at home with a week to prepare. Mississippi State and Arkansas is a really intriguing game. Will Rogers has played very well recently. Southmore quarterback is playing at a all-conference level down the stretch here. Um, I know Bryce Young has played well. This guy's playing really, really well the last few games. Um, If he's playing well, State has the type of formula that can can cause some problems for this Arkansas team. Um, Now, I thought Mississippi State ran the football very effectively. Um, Mississippi State's won three of their last four games. They're playing very well. The one loss coming to Alabama now. Now, Arkansas, can they match up against this Mississippi State offense? The offense has to keep the football, run the football. This is an underrated Mississippi State defense. Um, I think the defense is is a very good defense with third down stop for Arkansas. Can they do a good job leveraging the screen game? That's going to be key. So, I think this is a close game. Um I kind of like Arkansas at home in a close one, but I tell you, I thought Kentucky would win in a close one against Mississippi State. Maybe State's on to something here a little bit with their run game. We'll see. This this to me is a very close one. I'm leaning Arkansas here in this one. I tell you what's going to be an interesting game is Tennessee-Kentucky. Um. The Vols lost to Ole Miss and Alabama over the last two weeks. But the offense is moving the football. Hooker's been cr- terrific. He's averaged close to 10 yards per pass. Um, two more scoring throws in six of the last seven games. He's been really steady, not turning the football over. He works well under the pressure. Kentucky has a turnover problem. I don't know that this Tennessee defense can stop Kentucky. But if Kentucky turns the football over and gives extra possessions to this Tennessee offense, they're going to be in trouble. They're going to lose the game if they turn the – you know, they had four giveaways last week in the loss to Mississippi State. Now, we can go through all the things that State did well. Folks, that's the game right there. They've had – in a a team that has been so sound over the years – They're not very sound, and they're turnover-prone. Folks, if they give Tennessee four extra possessions in this game, you're going to be putting too much on that defense. And if if 
Tennessee gets a lead. Kentucky has to play from behind. That's not their formula. Kentucky needs to run the football, possess the football, not turn over the football. And they they can win this game at the line of scrimmage. Uh, the defense gets run over. I mean, they, they, they get run over, and that's the key to the game. So, look, I – I, I like Kentucky in a close one. I liked them last week, and they didn't get it done. This would be a beginning of a of a tough, tough game to swallow, a tough loss to swallow for Kentucky because they felt this was kind of, quote, unquote, their year, and they were selling, hey, we're 11-1, and one, and you know what? We hung in with Georgia for a half. That Now, all of a sudden, it would turn around in a very ugly way, all things considered, from where they were. Alabama LSU, uh, where has this game gone? It's gone to the nighttime slot. It's no longer the primetime CBS nighttime slot. It's not the 3.30 central time slot. It is the where the hell do we put a 20-some-odd point favorite Alabama team at home against an LSU team that is not sputtering. They've sputtered. They've died and on the side of the road. Um, what can this LSU defense do against this Alabama offense? Not a whole lot. It looks like I mentioned earlier, Cardell Flott's probably not going to play. Um, I don't think they have many answers to match up. Uh, I think they could generate some pass rush against this Alabama protections that have struggled some. Can they do enough? I don't think they can. Do they have enough guys that can get open? Some young receivers that can play, that can run. I don't think um, that that at, at LSU will be able to get enough done on the offensive side. But I think defensively, maybe a little bit of a pass rush. I don't think they slow down this Alabama offense enough. Um, you know, I don't think that offensively they can do a whole lot. Um, it's about Alabama. This This game will be whatever Alabama wants it to be. Alabama's coming off a bye week. I'm looking for what Alabama might do a little bit differently as they prepare for the back end of the schedule. Uh, what they might do, maybe a little bit more committed to the run game. Uh, I think you can run the football on LSU. We'll, we'll see if that continues. Um, and what they're able to do defensively. I think this is not going to be a great deal of a challenge. LSU doesn't run the football very well. I don't think that's going to be a big factor. I don't think they're going to have to bring numbers in to defend the run against LSU. And I don't think that there's enough playmakers for LSU to get enough done here. So I think this is a win, a lopsided win. I don't know. I think the line now is 29. Um, You know, I think 25, 28-ish is probably where it's going to be. Georgia-Missouri is another game that is, I wouldn't say worth watching. Uh, Missouri's bad. They're really bad. I mean, they're Vanderbilt, South Carolina bad on defense. Um, There's a lot of momentum, I thought, coming into this game with um, this season, rather. A lot of talk about Eli Drinkwitz in this offense. Tyler Batty's been outstanding. Basilak struggle, but a lot of the struggles is they're behind in games because their defense can't stop anybody. And the effectiveness of Tyler Batty has been mitigated 
to a, to a degree. I mean, he's averaging 6.4 yards a carry. He scored 11 touchdowns, but they're having to play catch up so much that, um, you know, Chisholm and Dover, good receivers, but they just can't get enough stops defensively to stay in game. So this game is going to be a bloodletting. Um, Clemson's on a, uh, Georgia's on a mission ever since they beat Clemson in that 10, three game. As I mentioned, I do think I don't have insight into, I haven't anybody told me, but my sense of putting two and two together is that I think we're going to see JT Daniels play. Cause I, I think he's got enough work. He split reps this week in practice. And I think assuming he came out of that. Okay. Health wise, I think he's going to play, um, or get some snaps. I don't know that he's going to start. I don't even know that this is necessary. Um, so I think they're going to run the football. It doesn't matter who they play at quarterback to win this game. But for Georgia, it's about playing through this game and just getting ready for bigger and better opponents down the stretch, which mainly is Alabama in the conference championship game. Ole Miss Liberty, as we mentioned, high-powered offenses here. I think the key is the health of Ole Miss's offense. Let's take a look at Liberty. Um, this offense, and I don't think, look, this, this reminded that they've had their down moments. Liberty lost to Louisiana Monroe, and I know that Rich Rod and particularly Terry Bowden have done a good job in Monroe, but that was a 30-point underdog win by ULM over Liberty. Um, they've had some mediocre games. They had a close win over North Texas and the loss to ULM, but the offense is still pretty good. Malik Willis is prone to throw picks, but if he can protect the football and limit the turnovers, this will be an offense that will battle Ole Miss to a degree. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, for Ole Miss, it's, um, it's about – the health of Matt Corral, how much they're going to need him to run. Do they get into a shootout? Can their defense get a few stops, create a couple of turnovers? If that's the case, I think Ole Miss can win, and I think may win it, you know, um, 10 to 14-ish, maybe 17 points. Um, but if they can't get stops and Willis protects the football, it, it could be um, – Closer, too close for comfort in you freezes uh, return to Oxford, Florida, South Carolina, another matchup that um, I know that Florida is not in a prime position. I expect Florida to bounce back and bounce back big here. Um, this, first of all, the run defense that at times has struggled for the Gators. Um, you're not going to get much. Um they can't run the football at South Carolina. And I do think that it'll depend on whether Florida can extend this game and, and spurt out a little bit. If you do that, I mean, I, I don't, South Carolina doesn't have an offense that can do a whole lot against this Florida defense. So this is a get well Florida defense type of day. Um, I, I think the only thing that would cause this game to be competitive, much less a threat for South Carolina to win would be, Florida just being completely demoralized, distracted, going in different directions, turning the football over. I've seen things like this happen. I don't expect it here. Um, they just, South Carolina is just not good at all. I think Florida wins. I think they win by 20. I think it's a bit of a statement game. 
just for, hey, look, they'll win the last four. I expect the Gators to be eight and four when this season is over. Um, and they'll sell that as a positive, but, you know, not that beating South Carolina and beating Florida State and, um, you know, Sanford and Missouri is is any tall shakes, but at least record-wise, that's how I think it's going to play out. I'm going to tell you what's on in the Landry Lab, in, uh, Landry Lab this weekend, and um, as well as a look ahead uh, and, and answer your mailbag segment. Um, but I want to tell you about my good friends at BetQL Daily. Do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting? Don't know where to start? Understand where the market is moving, which smart bets are out there, and have some fun listening while you're at it. BetQL Daily, sponsored by FanDuel, is the must-listen show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. They're a great listen. They're fun. They're informative. They're very helpful for those of you that like to put a few ducats on the game. Host Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gigolo, and Aaron Hexworth serve up wager entertainment, the sports talk you love, with the betting insights you need each and every weekday. Find out where the market is moving across all of the week's biggest sporting events. Miss out on the earlier games? BetQL Daily has you covered there, too, with the recaps from some of the biggest recent moments in sports. If you're not sure where to start with sports betting, start with BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel. Listen weekdays 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, and your favorite podcast app. Encourage it highly. So let's get into the mailbag segment. And uh, let's see what you got going there. Gosh, Spartan Barton and Rich Coaches join us as well. Kevin Neely says, hi, Chris. What's on um, who in your mind are coaches who are proven winners, can fix problems, coach other coaches, and instill discipline? Kevin, there's that that there's a lot of coaches that can do that. I don't know that I have time to go through every one that can do that, but there's a lot of coaches that do that well. Um, so I don't know. That's a very very broad question. Um, that it's kind of hard to to go into to all the people. If I do that, I'd probably leave out some. So um, that that's that's my sorry. I can't give you more detail there. Uh, Spartan Barton said, I heard Stoops has a fantastic contract. Yes, we talked about that. Um, do you think Florida could find trouble in Columbus, as you heard in the preview? I do not. Um, do you think LSU will back in the playoff race next year? I do not think they're quite a ways away from that. Uh, is Missouri coach looking at a hot seat next year? Or will they be patient with him? Uh, I think it depends on how things play out. I think he certainly made some moves on the defensive side this year that hasn't worked. I think if it continues to be this bad, uh, I think you could start to see some rumblings. Um, Too early to say that, yeah, I think, well, everybody to some degree is on a hot seat. Do I think him getting the ax at the end of next year? Probably not unless it completely falls apart. Um, Texas will be SEC in the many senior year. do you think Clemson will write the ship next year or has a coaching turnover brought them back to the pack? Um, well, it depends on, uh, to me, what moves they make to fix the offense. I think they'll be back. I mean, I think they're too talented. Um, I'm surprised that they've fallen off this much. But, yeah, I think they'll be back. Uh, is Miami moving the right direction now? Um 
look, they've won two big games against NC State and Pitt. They're playing hard for Manny. May have seen, may, saved Manny Diaz's job. Um, that may be frustrating to some. Um, but, you know, he's, they've certainly done a good job. We'll see how they, they finish up. Uh, does Nick's, um, Bowden, uh, Nick's have NFL potential? I think he's got some physical skills, but I think he's a project. Uh, the SEC West is a type of parody. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good conference. And then Rich Coates asked, what exactly is going on with Oldell Beckham to being excused from practice for the second time? Well, that is the problem, Rich, is what's going on with the off-the-field issues with uh, Odell Beckham. Um, he wants to be released. His dad, who's a pain in the ass in and of itself, um, who I know and coached at LSU, is putting out tweets and being real negative. And basically, it's uh, it's a basically telling him to stay away. And if you're going to be a distraction, then stay away. And uh, obviously they're trying to come to some sort of a resolution for his release as the trading deadline is passed. Um, there's a lot of money owed to him. Um, I think the Browns would want some relief of some of that money if they were going to release him. So until they work that out, until they either have a kumbaya moment or figure out, a solution to this they've said stay at home what do you who do you think would win a head-to-head between cincinnati and oklahoma state cincinnati is better than oklahoma state they are uh, a little better balanced they've got better quarterback play they've got a better overall offense oklahoma state is really good defensively um they're not as good offensively i like cincinnati in that matchup Great thoughts. Great questions. I appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, Spartan Martin, Rich, Kev, uh, Kev Neely joining us. Appreciate you guys. I uh, want to uh, remind you again to, to check out and spread the word about what we're doing here. We are um, obviously um, looking at all the different shows and kind of monitoring which shows we like and what have you or which shows you like. And uh, we're going to probably streamline some things at the end of football season based upon what you like. So we like your feedback. And uh, obviously the only, the feedback we really tell is which shows do you listen to and how many people that we, we get listening to each of the shows. So uh, the conference shows, what have you, we're, we're looking at different things and kind of strategizing. So we appreciate your feedback, but the best thing you can do is spread the word about what we're doing Uh, to join us here in the chat room, to watch the show live, um, have people join us here also to, um, Check us out over at LandryFootball.com where you can catch the podcast. If you're listening to it in podcast form, join us live. Participate in the show like the guys here have done today or answer your questions. Um, If you're listening to this show live, we we appreciate if you go to LandryFootball.com and, you know, click on listen at least and listen to part of it. It helps the algorithms of what we're doing with regards to the show. So, Check it out over at LandryFootball.com. Again, subscribing to LandryFootball.com is another way uh, to um, to appreciate what we're doing and, and help us with what we're trying to grow here, uh, getting involved in studying all the prospects of, you know, whether it's the draft, it's recruiting, uh, whether it's the breakdowns of the game, we got it all for you, the inside news and information. So check it out over at LandryFootball.com. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Uh, Have a great weekend of football. Enjoy all the games. Oh, one question. I always like to do this. What's on in the Landry Lab? 
so it's a little bit of a unique weekend on um, on on Saturday, on Thursday night, um, as this show drops on on Friday. Uh, Virginia Tech, Boston College, and Utah Stanford, along with Princeton, Dartmouth, are the Friday night action on Saturday. Um, Ohio State, Nebraska on Monitor One, Missouri, Georgia on Monitor Two. Uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina on Monitor 3, Pitt Duke on Monitor 4, Illinois, Minnesota, Monitor 5, Liberty Ole Miss on Monitor 6, and then I've got Air Force Army, SMU Memphis, K-State Kansas, uh, Louisiana Tech UAB, and Georgia Tech Miami. That's at 11 a.m. window central time. At the 2.30 window, you're going to have a little um, Michigan State Purdue, Auburn A&M, so I think the two best games of the weekend are the two most intriguing games of the weekend um, at that same time. Mississippi State, Arkansas, another intriguing game. Baylor, TCU, uh, yet another. Oklahoma State, West Virginia. Navy, Notre Dame. Wisconsin, Rutgers. Little, um NC State, Florida State, uh, and Tulane, Central Florida action as well. Monitoring all of those. Then the 6 p.m. Central window, it'll be LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Oregon, Washington, which is the nastiest rivalry in the Pac-12. We'll have um, Texas, Iowa State, um, Florida, South Carolina, Clemson, Louisville, Iowa, Northwestern, Boise, Fresno, Oregon State, Colorado, Houston, South Florida, uh, and Indiana, Michigan. And then the Evening, late evening, the 9-ish, 9.30 window, it'll be USC, Arizona State, San Diego State, Hawaii at 10 o'clock. Have Texas, San Antonio, and Jeff Trailer's new contract. Um, in the San Jose State and Nevada. So those are the matchups and what's on in the Landry Lab. So appreciate you joining us. Um, I uh, hope that you are Having a great week, and uh, hope you enjoy all the games this weekend over at uh, Landry Football, uh, uh, over uh, and, and get all the breakdowns over at LandryFootball.com, and hope you get a chance to watch all the games this weekend. Appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you next, talk to you next week, everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.